Hello, and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show in that we're going to be looking at the whole subject that needs to be discussed more and more in our society of prisons, the prison system, incarceration, and what's being done about this situation, which is actually the worst and most severe in the entire world in terms of per capita populations in prison in this country far, far outweighs every other nation in the world. seems a little peculiar for what is considered to be the freest, most democratic nation in the world, but uh, indeed there are paradoxes and uh, this is one of them. We'll be discussing this subject as well as some very good work, very special work that is taking place at a particular prison in upstate New York as a result of the work of Shivananda Yoga Ranch and Ashram in Woodburn, New York by its executive director, Srinivasan, who will be joining with us on the uh, roundtable today, and the manager of the ashram, Mahadev Chaitanya. We'll be speaking with both of them about the work they've been doing to bring specifically Shivananda Yoga, classical yoga, to a particular medium security prison up in that area of Woodburn, New York, and the kinds of effects this is having, the health benefits and many others on the inmates there who are taking this class. And this represents one of those wonderful, bold initiatives that on the ground are looking to change the quality of life, the quality of health, well-being, and ultimately, the spiritual quality of these people's lives. So uh, just by way of introduction, Srinivasan is the director and senior teacher of Shivananda Ashram in Woodburn, New York. And his guru and yoga master for all of these years has been Swami Vishnu Devananda. He has been a student of Swamiji's for many years, of course, Swamiji has since passed some years back, but he is a living presence at the ashram, as anyone would attest, who, who takes classes there. Mahadev Chaitanya is the manager of Shivananda Yoga Ashram and has been dedicated to the practices of yoga and Vedanta philosophy for nearly a decade. So he is also in charge of teaching uh, the students at the Shivananda uh, how to be an instructor, and that is also part of what's taking place in this prison. Together with, uh, inspired by some other Swami Padma, as I recall from some years back, began this prison project of the interface of Shivananda Yoga with the prison system. And so today we are seeing some of the long-term benefits of that initial relationship. So I want to welcome you both, Srinivasan and Mahadev, to A Better World. It's a pleasure to have you both on. Thank you so much, uh, Mitchell. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you very much, Mitchell, for having us. Sure, it's my pleasure. I, I really like, as you both know, we've been friends for a long time. I've been teaching at the ranch for, oh my God, at this point, 15 years 
and uh, am really part of this wonderful family that is just striving worldwide to make a difference in so many people's lives by invoking the ancient spiritual teachings of India and Vedanta in particular and the teacher the teachings of Shivananda. So now you two have been in, very involved in bringing this, as I've been saying, to uh, this particular prison, Otisville Prison. Uh, Shri, will you just give us a little bit of an overview of what you've had in mind and what's beginning to show up? Well, just uh, to begin with, um, this uh, prison program was initially um, encouraged by Swami Vishnudevananda back in the 1970s, the late 1970s uh, in oh, Canada. Oh, thank you for that. And, yeah. and, um, and there's various staff have been involved uh, over the years. And we, um, from the time actually when I, I came here to Woodburn, um, uh, Swami Padma Padananda, as you mentioned, who was here, uh, when I first came as well, and there were some other staff as well who were teaching in the in the local prisons here in Woodburn, which is kind of famous for its prisons. But uh, these are state state prisons, and um, uh, basically, Mandev Chaitanya, uh, since he he came to the ashram, has really taken over the whole prison project, and has been teaching in the Woodburn um, prison for quite a few years. As I did, but um, you know, it's been actually was a few years since I I taught here in Woodburn, and uh, one of the and maybe Madhav can tell how it started, but there was um, he was asked to come and teach at the federal prison in Otisville, which Otisville is a federal prison, and oh. uh, the the staff there have been really wonderful. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, it's not like a uh, prison is a wonderful place, but um, the staff that are running the prison can really make a huge difference. And and uh, yes. really everyone from the people in charge of the recreation and the educational um, services at the prison, um, you know, even the, the the warden was was uh, was really um, also supporting. But maybe Maya can speak a little bit about that. And uh, how sure. he how he got started there, but um, he had a vision really of of uh, teaching a yoga teacher training course in in prison, and uh, they were open to it. You wanted to tell a little bit of the story, Manda? Sure, sure. Um, so as Shinavasan was mentioning, um, we first we were the ashram we were teaching regularly in a in a state prison which was very close by here to the ashram in Woodburn. And uh, one day, what uh, one part of our prison project is that we receive letters from inmates all over the U.S. Uh, generally, the letters are requesting some yoga books. So we send the prisoners all over the U.S. this complete illustrated book of yoga, a book written by Swami Vishnu Devananda. Very and famous book, a, by the way. Very famous yeah. book, yeah. yes. And we send it, or this whole project is donation-based that we... Um, we sell some cookies, or people just donate money when they know for what it's caused for the for the purpose of sending yoga books to the inmates. And one day yeah. we received yeah. a letter where in the prison in Ordersville, one of the inmates asked if we could um, come and actually start teaching meditation there in the prison. And they gave us the information of who to contact. 
So we contacted them, and I started uh, myself going there to teach. And um, and when was really this? Now? This was uh, approximately uh, four four years ago, four five years ago, mm-hmm. when we started teaching there. And we interesting. Really so it was an inmate who requested it in the first place. He requested a meditation course for us to come there. So we started teaching meditation, but also when I arrived there, I saw that the background and just in the regular yoga practice was not that strong, so we started focusing more on the on the yoga practice there. But once we came there and we saw the facility, as Srinivasan was mentioning, all the staff were so open and receptive to any type of... Uh, uh, programs that will help with the rehabilitation process of the inmates, and they were really very happy to support any type of educational programs like this. Uh, what we initially started doing, we started doing like a one or two day intensive where we had a full day of yoga, workshop, and meditation. It was a great response, both for a lot of inmates who were attending and the staff were very excited about it. So. Yeah. We had the idea of a teacher's training course for quite some years with the intention of really giving the inmates the opportunity to go very deep into the yoga practice. So the yoga teacher's training course is a course which is based on um, on a lot of self-discipline and continuous practice and study to bring upon that transformation where the the practitioners really get that first-hand experience of the depth of the practice and after going for such of an intensive they receive great tools to keep yoga really as a part of their life and no matter where if they're in the prison or outside and the intention in other words they have taken to the practice like very easily it sounds and are welcoming the the enrichment that's coming from the practice and the teachings around it May I, may I just add something yes, here please. because it's, it, because please, what what I've really has really impressed me uh, even well two things one is that the that the staff of the prison have really encouraged this both in terms of of rehabilitation within the prison as well as they have a program of um, uh, physical training um, uh, personal trainers certificate certification. And uh, they actually have trained some of the some of the prisoners to to uh, to train other other prisoners in personal training, which is one of the few jobs when you when a prisoner gets out of prison, they can come and start teaching um, in gyms and things. I mean, yeah. they're in, in superb physical condition. They've been pri- they they work they have uh, you know hours and hours to work out and and uh, yeah. and they not not only work out but they also study the. Uh, physiology and, and physical training, and the idea also was to train yoga teachers so that both within the prison, um, that uh, the the teachers, the, the prisoners themselves, who, you know, who are on specially you know good behavior and that type of thing, can actually teach the teach the courses, uh, teach the yoga within the prison, and this is really the way that um, Swami Vishnu saw that yoga could be spread in, in, in all kinds of communities. If you want to spread the yoga, you train people to be teachers, and then they train other people who train other people. And uh, the prison community, this is you know, a huge breakthrough for us because 
in in being able to train the teachers, we are, are really um, deepening. I mean, some of these prisoners are here for life. Some of them, you know, have 14, 15, you know, 20 years left, and uh, really to make the most out of their time in the prison, as as Mahadev was saying, and they, they, it's it was a very good. Um, uh, a film that was done called, uh, or a book was called "We're All Doing Time," which is was uh, yeah. for yoga in prison, uh, which is you know a, a, from a yoga perspective, either in or outside of uh, of prison, your attitude really is defines how you're experiencing the world, and uh, for the prisoners, it's something which is extremely um, evident that that um, you know, if you're going to be uh, happy. And, and have peace in, in you know in your within yourself in the prison you really have to work at it and uh, i think they all really get this and also they are the people who really want to share it with others and and help others and, and give back um, as part of their own uh, you know making something out of their life whether they're in prison or outside of the prison i'm sorry i cut you off from Mahadev. no 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 this what? is good this is good this is hitting the various notes that we want to cover here because it that that book is a well-known one and uh its fundamental teaching is for everybody that we're all serving some kind of time and we're all in some form of prison that's just the obvious externalization of prison but we all have our own and we all know that that's primarily the dimensions and limitations of our own mind you know and imagination so I, I really appreciate Srinivas and that that input. Mahadev, in your experience of uh, the inmates, uh, what do you see? I mean, what do you see in their faces and in their demeanor and in their posture as you've been working with them over this period of time? What kind of shifts and changes are you seeing? Oh, there's big, big shifts we've been seeing over these uh, few weeks, a few months, especially with the intense training. Uh, definitely, of course, on the physical level, you can see the, how they're opening up, becoming more flexible and uh, less tension. And the the positivity and the motivation in which they're taking on the practice really shows how, how much it's uh, affecting them. One of the inmates, I remember in the beginning was really struggling a lot and saying that this it was really kind of complaining about the yoga practice and it was kind of very resistant but after the intense training you could see how was so much of tension and went away from his body and uh, such a great smile comes onto his face after the class wow, uh, big big transformation and just also to mention what regarding what Srinivasan was saying was the spreading of the yoga within the prison, one beautiful effect that we see is that the inmates, this they were sharing with us, that how in the beginning of the training they were receiving a lot of criticism from the or judgment from the other inmates in the prison. A lot of them that were, were kinda, not taking the class. Yeah, that is, right? yeah, we're kind of yeah. judging them for thinking this yoga is not so serious and kind of making fun of them in a way. But right, now they were right. telling us how many inmates are coming and asking them to start teach them already. How many of them ah, are really seeing the effects and really so important. Yeah, yeah. So we that can see is how exactly that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So we can definitely see how that is how it's starting to spread. Uh, 
in yeah. between the inmates for sure that that is such a critical moment because from the moment of the social environment inside prison as we all know is a very intense one it's very edgy it's very stressful people are living in a very difficult it's hard to even imagine how difficult a a condition it is externally and you have to be made so strong internally to be able to withstand and judgment is sort of the uh, the name of the game so for the community of inmates to change and transform their perspective on what this thing is called yoga is one of the biggest positive effects that you could have in all that yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Shri, can you comment on that? Yeah, I would just say that that the um, the people, the the students in the the um, course are some of the most disciplined students that I've come across in any teacher training course that I've I've taught. Um, and they, ha- as you said, they kind of have to be. But these people are also. It's also a course which is, which is entirely men because it's a you know a men's prison, uh, and yes. even you know in in it's only been in recent years when men have been able to practice yoga without it being kind of seen as a, um, the, the 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 stigma that you know of that being kind of a woman's type of a practice, and yes. uh, and these guys are all non uh, non masculine, not masculine. Well, I mean, they all have been doing um, very intense personal training, um, uh, weightlifting, uh, you know, push-ups, sure. pull-ups, and you know, th- you know, everything. Very, in, in very their... testosterone-oriented. <laughs> well, it's yeah. very disciplined. It's very, it's very, very disciplined. Yeah. And some of the people have come into this course with, with, uh, with uh, severe injuries and uh, back injuries, and not very difficult for them to sit on the floor. Difficult for them to. Um, to do yeah. some of the asanas because cross their legs. You know, they're they're, de- yeah. they're dealing with it's not even so much crossing the legs as it really is the 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 back injuries or or, um, or leg injuries or you know there's one one man who's lost like um, 150 pounds in the last two years just through his own discipline uh, and, and there's you know people that are and, and you know I've I, I'm just um, really in awe of some of the 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 effort that they're making, and they stay up night studying the the philosophy and really trying to understand it and doing the homework. And you know, it is uh, they sit for the meditation. You know, the the um, if uh, one thing about being in a prison is that it's it's constantly noisy. It's constantly in it, and you find any place it's where there's not uh, there's clanging going on. There's loudspeakers. You know, every five ten minutes, there's a, you know, somebody is mm. giving a message to someone over the loudspeaker. So we're sitting for silent meditation, and the loudspeaker goes off. Nobody even blinks. You know, it's uh, there's not yes. people are sitting in, in meditation. They're sitting very quietly. Um, and I think that that the, the from the from the perspective of the discipline of the yoga, that they really get it. And um, the fact that, that that discipline of yoga can transform your mental attitude, I think, also is something which is is being uh, communicated among the community, which means that we're we're doing our job, um, that people really yes, understand indeed. what the yoga is about. 
Yes, indeed. Mahadev, how would you describe their uh, embracing the larger Vedantic teachings, the philosophy behind the whole worldview behind yoga? Well, I can just say, you know, for us, during this TTC, it was the first time where we brought... Well, you have to define that for our audience. For us, I'm saying in the teacher training course... Yeah, the yeah. teacher's training course, the TTC, is the first time that we really started to bring into the prison ourselves a practice of chanting, mantra chanting, practice of really meditation as we're doing now, and the the whole philosophy of Vedanta, that philosophy of, of oneness. Um, and initially we didn't know exactly how the response will be to it because they, we were just focusing before on the exercise part. But right. they completely embraced it. Like Srinivasan said, they, they were the students are staying up late at night to study and review and they're, they're going beyond what the homework that we've been assigning to them. And not just that they so love studying it, they can, you can see that they're actually really uh, getting it. Because the yeah. the yeah. when they're working with each other in the beginning of the course, the different inmates have different felonies, and sometimes uh, based on the felony of the inmate, they kind of um, they divide themselves into groups and they don't so much communicate with each other like this. But you can see that for the course, they actually broke through that barrier and they're very much connecting oh. with each other. And they initially, when they had a bit of a struggle, I remember one of the inmates came up to me and saying, you know, I'm sorry, it's difficult for me to connect to him, but I know it's just my ego. And I'm. Uh, but <laughs> we see now how they're all they're working together very well. And that's really, they broke oh, through so those, those barriers. And I think obviously that the philosophy so is very much helping them to realize that. So... You two, as instructors, must just be beaming to see this kind of transformation among these hardened criminals. Uh, You know, some of them probably are in for murder. Uh, Some, I think I heard from you the other day, Mahadev, are sex offenders, probably of, you know, the whole spectrum. Uh, Others probably for all sorts of larcenies. Um, What are some of those? And... How does it feel to be instructors well, I mean, observing uh, uh, these changes? As, as you as you know, Mitchell, most people in our prison system are there because of drug offenses. So that's the yeah. the first and foremost situation. But you know, really, we, we're not. It's really not um, uh, proper for us to speak about people's offenses. But but people are in there for federal offenses. It's a federal prison, and. Um, and each of them have their offenses are their own issues you know they're dealing with some and and some of the people who are the most serious offenses um are the most have have taken on that responsibility really have taken on the responsibility of what they've done and and what they've lived and are really trying to give back in the prison and and if they're going to in the prison and they're out of the prison you know they're kind of they're Life has meaning because they're helping other people who, you know, who uh, may be dealing with uh, similar similar struggles as they they had to deal with. 
So and and, uh, and sometimes you know the one's biggest weakness and one's biggest strength turn out to be the same thing, and and it's Isn't just a question of how to how to work with that energy, and how to how to take something which was which was um, uh, the biggest uh, weakness that that person had and turn it into something which they can really give back with into a strength. And, yeah. So what you're saying is that they're uh, they're seeking to be accountable for whatever felonies they've committed and take responsibility for that and for their current lives as well as their future and not make not deny what it is they may have done in the past but try to now be honest with themselves but also well, compassionate each, with each, themselves and compassionate with is, the, with the others around them I mean each person is, is Do you different. see that each person is different, but I have seen with some of them just um, a really a switching of realizing that when you start caring about others, that your life has meaning. And uh, if you want to have happiness and any sort of peace in your life, that you that you really come with that sense of caring and and uh, and really knowledge of a lot of suffering that people have been through and they've been through some of them have spent years and years in solitary confinement have felt inexperienced you know all kinds of have seen gangs and have seen all kinds of the the worst sides of a prison that you were talking about before and realized it doesn't have to be that way and um, yes. and really working working on their own healing and working on uh, healing helping others heal themselves is really the same thing which is again, they get what, as Mahdev said, they get what the yoga is about, and and some of them have, you know, most of us come to yoga, we already have some sort of idea that this all makes sense, but yoga puts it so clearly and puts everything together so well um, that uh, you know I, I I'm there, I'm learning as well as teaching from some of the some of the people some of the, these people the strength of as I said, of their discipline, of the of how much they're dedicated to the service that they're doing uh, with others in the prison, um, it, is, it is very, very encouraging. Mahadev, uh, what does it feel like to be watching? I mean, I, I asked this before, but I, I'd like to hear from you right now about what it feels like in your heart to see this this transformation happening before your eyes. Well, it's, it's very encouraging. It's definitely very encouraging. Um, I mean, of course, we we had the, the faith that this is what's going to happen. That's what motivated us to do this program because we knew that when people practice yoga seriously and study yoga, that this will help everybody transform and move in the move their life into a positive direction. So we really had a lot of faith that this is what's going to happen here, but Definitely, seeing it happening is very, very encouraging and inspiring. Mm-hmm. How many inmates are there at this particular facility, and how many are now students? Uh, the exact number, I'm not sure for the inmates in the facility. Um, I believe it's like 300, th- between 300 and 350, something like that. Mm-hmm. In the in the program, we have sixteen inmates at the moment. The initially, mm-hmm. the the warden and the 
in the management of the prison, they prefer to put maximum of 20 inmates just because it's a first, it's a pilot program. This is never done before. Yes, so they yes. felt like this would be a good number to, to start with and to try the program out. Uh, there was a few inmates who initially started it for several different reasons uh, of an early release. Um, they were they started, but then they got out of the program. So we ended up with uh, I see, 16. I see. Uh, listen, you are uh, listening to A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. We're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And you can visit us at our website and join our free newsletter at abetterworld.net or abetterworld.tv, triple W dot, of course, abetterworld.net or abetterworld.tv. And we're on, as I said, every Wednesday on radio and in Manhattan every Monday evening at 7 p.m. on TV, on community cable television. A Better World TV, and we've been on, I've been on since 1993, talking about these kinds of subjects, about healing and health and wellness and spiritual values, humanitarian values, the environment, sustainability. This is our bailiwick, and uh, today's show is yet a further expression of the deep importance we place on the healing that is taking place this time through yoga and Vedantic philosophy as Shivananda Yoga Ashram and uh, the two gentlemen I'm speaking with today, Srinivasan and Mahadev Chaitanya, have brought it to the Otis, uh, Otisville Medium Security Federal Prison. I, you know, I didn't realize it was federal until this show. I'm very, it's so pleasing to hear that it's on that level and that the warden and the, the facility staff have been so open and inviting of you both and of the whole yoga program and project into their, into their prison. I, it brings up a very important thing that I would love to discuss with the two of you right now, which is this pivot, this, I would say this confusion in our society between the role of prison as a punishment or as a place of rehabilitation. According to native teachings in the United States here on Turtle Island, when someone broke the law of a community, of a village, um, of their local society, it was considered a form of mental imbalance um, that there was some form of disease or illness in place to break the be the basic rules of society, you know whether that had to do with thieving or in some cases taking more than your due because everything is cooperative and communal, and it wasn't looked at as something that someone should be punished for, but rather healed from, and they would be dealt with in that kind of manner it was embracing it was understanding it required self-reflection contemplation discussion with the elders and some guidance because everybody goes off somewhere sometime in their lives and needs you could say a loving prod 
to come back, you know, a compassionate touch. In our country, we know that most of the time that is not the perspective of people who are sent to prison or jail, but it's rather we want to punish you. It's almost a form of vengeance of society collectively against somebody for breaking the rules. Uh, Shri, would you like to comment on that? And then Mahadev, I'd love to hear what you what you both have to say as you see that both of those or one of those in this particular prison and context. I think it's extremely complicated, and, and being in the prison is makes that more and more obvious. Uh, the questions about about punishment and, and rehabilitation uh, in uh, in the federal system. Uh, this, I mean, I think this prison is a very special prison from what I can see. But but uh, you know, well, anyway, in the federal system, what I understand from speaking with both of the prisoners and with the and the staff there is that um, if you're in a penitentiary, it very much is a punishment situation, and people spend a lot of time in solitary confinement. The gangs are out of control, and people are fighting with each other and killing each other, and and it's just is uh, the guards. Everybody is is on guard, um, and, and the fear, the level of fear that's there is is tremendous. Uh, and just being tough enough to get over that fear. So it's this is not a penitentiary, and in um, you know what the some different states have different different uh, approaches. It's a, so much of the prison system has become privatized and become business, and that you know then it becomes not even about either rehabilitation or punishment, but about making money. It's about and, money. Uh, yeah, and you know, so it, it, that's very that's, good point. It's very confusing on that level. Another level, you know, there's people, you know, a lot of people that are in prison are in prison because they are very clever, and uh, you know, you find ways to be able to to play the system, and then you know, the rules are there, but you learn how to break them. So when somebody learns how to break a rule, then they change the rules so that you know, you they take away more and more and more. Of the freedoms that people have, so the the you know, there is a certain interest of the of the prisoners themselves to make sure that certain rules are not broken. Because uh, I mean, one one example was given when uh, any sort of sugar that's the, that 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 can candy or anything that that um, that uh, you know is available if uh, Some kind somebody of wants. And some side yeah. of sweets. If somebody wants to make uh, some sort of, uh, you know, illegal um, alcohol, they can can use the the sugar and for, and find a way to ferment it, and then they they can they can have some sort of very toxic, cheap alcohol, which is uh, you know a, a, a commodity within the prison. And if that happens, and, and if it happens enough, then they then the 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 administration comes in and they pull, and there's no sugar. You can't even buy any sort of sugar because people will will be using it for that kind of a of a situation. To it, I mean, that yeah. wasn't it to ferment it. I mean, that's just one example. But you know, any sort of there's always you know any sort of anything that can be used as a weapon. Anything that and there's like all sorts of types of creativity that people if people want to make weapons, you can turn anything into a weapon if you if you uh, have that that mindset. So. Um, you know that is, you know, recognized both by the prisoners as well as by 
by the guards and uh, and the administration. And uh, so they're in this prison. They really are trying to find the. As I said, the administration is trying to rehabilitate the people, give them some sort of trainings, things that they can do uh, that won't be turned. I mean, they had a metalworks um, factory there in in the shop within the prison for many, many years, and they had to close it because people were making weapons out of the. You know, so what can you what can you yeah. teach train people to do that can't be turned into a into a weapon or into some in some sort of something that's going to be create more problems than um, more problems in the prison and everything any new problem becomes a, a you know a new have to find a way to to the, the the job of the administration is to find a way to to, to stop the problem so it's uh yoga is you know fits into that perfectly and and uh as well as you know it just it, it just has opened up a door uh where people can work just by changing their attitude and and it's also a skill set because if people are really practicing seriously the basis of being a yoga teacher is your practice and the people the these people for the most part are in this course as much as any course that you know I've taught you know you know for for many years I've been teaching training yoga teachers uh that really understand the importance of of yoga uh in their own lives and and if it's important in their own lives, it's something they want to share with others. So that really believing in what you're doing gives you an opportunity to make some sort of a livelihood out of it, even if it's not a a, a huge livelihood. But but uh, you know, if you can, it's the people how people are, what kind of jobs people can get when they get out of prison is really limited by that stamp of you know ex-convict that they carry with them. Uh, and exactly. Uh, exactly. the attitude that yoga gives you that to overcome these kind of obstacles, plus uh, the skill set that people learn in terms of how to deal with their own uh, limitations through overcome their limitations through the practice of yoga becomes something that is is very valuable for for many people. For uh, yeah, so exactly. we're very very happy that this that we're yeah. that. Um, that this community is is open to uh, is so responsive. In yeah. that light, Mahadev, do you see the um, the size of the class expanding and the uh, those inmates that are learning to become instructors teaching the others of that three hundred or three hundred fifty population? Do you do you foresee yeah. that happening? Definitely, definitely. They already they already teaching like friends within the and other inmates are coming and asking them to to show them and to share them. But uh, they're really the, the inmates who are in the program are very keen on sharing this with others. Some of them will be released uh, from the prison and not such of a far future. Some will be staying much longer in the prison, but they all seem very motivated to. To spread these teachings and to share it with, uh, with as many people as possible. Yeah, they're very motivated about that. And, you know, of course, Shivananda is a worldwide organization with a reach very far and wide and deep. Uh, it's been around for a long time. It's one of the pioneering uh, yoga centers uh, of the world, really. And uh, long before a lot of others 
came to the shores of Europe and the United States, Shivananda was there. Uh, has this been discussed on a larger basis, both nationally and perhaps even internationally, to bring the prison program to other states or other countries based on the model that you are developing here? Well, it's, the model the model is very new. Um, there is a, there is a tremendous amount of interest uh, among the leadership of this organization in in the program, and uh, one of our our jobs are going to be to to really make the the, the model clear and uh, uh, hopefully set you know set protocols for for um, other types of trainings in other places, but. In 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 other other ashrams, there there are prison programs, and they're they're working on different levels, from sending again yoga material to prisoners, and to to trying to to teach in in some of the local prisons. There is an abundance of prisons, unfortunately, so lots of opportunities. Yes, that's for sure. It would be nice to see, since you've new as it is, it's still. It's forging a new path, and uh, you're both and all of you involved are learning so much about the the mechanics and the uh, spirit of this kind of uh, work in a place like a prison that it could be generalized, uh, you know, as time goes on, because God knows uh, to bring the wisdom of Vedanta and of yoga into these places of such darkness is such a ray of light. There aren't words to describe, you know. One can be just so grateful to the work that you were all doing to to help bring. It's one thing a better to world. have... A better world. A better world, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> You're singing my song, Sri Navasan. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one thing for people in uh, universities or suburbs to decide to uh, go to the yoga ranch or study yoga and for a weekend or what have you, or very, very seriously, it's wonderful. But for people who have so many strikes against them for so many different reasons, to step up to the plate, so to speak, and take this on, and your willingness to bring it to those places of greatest, you know, greatest darkness is really, it's very commendable. And I just, uh, I want to thank you both for the good work that you're doing to uh, to help lighten up the world and create a better world. <laughs> Indeed. You know, that the world, it's so interesting that we're doing this uh, this show and dealing with this theme this week because it's the same week that uh, Khalif Browder, at, who is held at Rikers Island starting at age 16 for having been said, allegedly, stealing a backpack, which he claimed to the end he had not done. In fact, he was even... Uh, offered a plea deal where he could have walked out of prison um, after about a year or so, uh, or Rikers Island, a jail, I should say. Uh, But he said, but I didn't do it. So why would I say I did it just to get out? It's just 
it's not true and it's not right and I don't want to do it and this is the kind of compromise so many people who become prisoners are facing uh, so that government level of you know municipality state federal can save face after they've held somebody for so long and it's the same week interestingly that there was a jailbreak in further upstate New York where two uh, criminals uh, broke out of jail. So it's very much uh, in the news, au courant, so to speak. It's interesting how that happens, you know? Well, unfortunately, the prison system is, in the, is, uh, is a huge issue and it's going to be in the news for a long time. And uh, We have lots and lots True. of problems to work out with it. Uh, and I think with the, you know, the discrimination that we get from yoga... There are answers, but it has it has to start with respect and taking responsibility, and um, you know it's it's uh, again everybody in the prison is not there for the it has different motivations and different reasons that they're there, and uh, whether they're guards or they're prisoners or and uh, there are you know yoga gives you the opportunity if you want to do the right thing to do the right thing. Exactly, exactly. And uh, uh, what I meant to say, to say by the way, oh uh, yeah, let me just say, I meant to finish in my sentence that this young man, Khalif Browder, had just this week was so traumatized by his time at Rikers, he, even though he was out of jail, he still wasn't free. And he committed yeah. suicide very, very tragically. Oh, oh, yes, Sri, please. Uh, yeah, it's, it was so heartbreaking, so heartbreaking. Srinivasan, please uh, share uh, your last thoughts with us and uh, Mahadev uh, as well. I just, I just wanted to say this in terms of, of the commitment of the, the, the people that are teaching and Mahadev's commitment to this, to this program. Uh, he really has carried it out from the beginning and... Uh, and the amount of, uh, I mean, basically, when he goes in, I've been going in for half a day, which is about the length of a shift in one of the guards. But uh, you know, they they mm-hmm. would get there at six in the morning and are there until after eight at night to be able to to um, you know to do a full day of of, uh, of the yoga training uh, that we do yes. for a teacher's training course. And we really want to have um, the experience of the of the inmates uh, to be uh, a similar, you know, they have the same, the same uh, intensity and the same type of uh, of respect that we give all of the, of all of the, um, of, of of our teacher training students and yeah. and uh, students and uh, yeah. one other thing is that you know life in an ashram. Uh, we actually person who lives in an ashram is called an inmate of the ashram, which is interesting. <laughs> and they, they appreciated really? that very much. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. At least in the classical ashrams, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Right. So there are some interesting <laughs> parallels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, thank you so much, Srinivasan, for all of your input. And your commitment as well. Even half a day is is worth a lot in the well, lives half a day of these inmates. Half a day is a full day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a full day in most person. people's lives. Yeah. Right, right. Mahadev, 
please share with us some some final thoughts that you would like our audience to know about in regard to your program. No, I also I just wanted to express the the gratitude for basically for the Shivananda organization for supporting us to do this project and um you know we are all volunteers and um, we we've been getting a lot of uh, uh, contributions and support to be able to do this program um, many many students and uh, teachers have been very much in favor of this program and uh, very supportive of us to help cover any expenses so we're very grateful and many also we have different teachers who are coming and supporting us during the training who again are mm. coming and committing their time and coming volunteering um Beautiful. to support this uh, program yeah so we're well, very grateful please for give us a website what is a website where if people want to make donations or contact you about this or about taking classes at Shivananda for that matter well, uh, the website is at uh, shivanandayogaranch.org, www.shivanandayogaranch.org, and Shivananda is uh, with S-I-V-A-N-A-D-A, Yoga Ranch. And on the website, there is a page. There is a link, there is a page there about the prison project. So... Anybody who would Got be interested it. in supporting, uh, they can find it on, the, on that website. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, both of you, for what you're doing. It's really helping to transform. It's one thing to have students come, inmates, I guess, come to the ashram and study. And there are many who have been on staff over the course of many years. I know I've known them. Uh, who are wholly dedicated heart, mind, and soul to the process of yoga, to the beautiful practice of yoga and Vedantic philosophy. And uh, you see transitions and changes and transformations. And it's, you know, truth be said, it's another thing to see someone who is what we call a hardened criminal uh, soften themselves and um, soften their hearts and join with something that might have otherwise seemed very bizarre to them and embrace it with a whole heart and watch it change their lives. It's, uh, it's a blessing of a, higher, of a very high level. So thank you for doing that work. It's on behalf of, uh, of everyone. Thank you. Well, for thank you for inviting today. us to be here with you. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So much my pleasure to have you both. Srinivasan, Executive Director of Shivananda Yoga Ashram in Woodburn, New York, and Mahadev Chaitanya, who is the manager of the ashram. Thanks so much for joining me, and I look forward to speaking with you both soon. Thank you, Richard. Have a good evening. Sure. Good night. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. What a beautiful, beautiful story of these yogis. This is a real major part of being a yogi. It's not just a physical hatha yoga-based form of movement and bending and stretching and standing on your head. Oh, yes, that is part of it. 
but there are many limbs to yoga, and one of them has to do with outreach and sharing your physical practice as well as your emotional, psychological, and spiritual understanding with others in a compassionate way and in an intellectual way as well. And here is a case in point of this particular prison project affecting the lives of over a dozen inmates right now. And they are in turn uh, teaching others of their friends and associates in in the prison. If you really think it through and you could see how these kinds of practices yoga, meditation, chanting, talking, sharing, speaking one's heartfelt uh, experience of regret, remorse, insight, understanding of what motivated their actions to have committed certain kinds of crimes that landed them there in the first place, what kind of backgrounds they came from, you know, what we call broken homes and broken communities, Uh, we see that yoga becomes a real lifeline to helping these people underprivileged from the beginning, perhaps, economically, perhaps, uh, not robust, Poor materially, I really like making that distinction, materially poor, because there are people who are materially poor and spiritually very, very wealthy. I've seen it all over the world, in India, in China, in South America, I've just, Indonesia, I've seen it over and over again. So one has to make these kinds of distinctions. Uh, And here, in this case, of this particular Otisville Medium Security prison, we see with people that I know well watching, helping to facilitate this kind of change and inspiration where these men, in this case, for perhaps the first time in their adult lives, are seeing light at the end of the tunnel, that even if they're in in the uh, prison, for an extended duration. They can experience a sense of happiness, health, and well-being because they're caring about others. They're caring about themselves in a new way, from a new perspective. And as Sri rightly said, there's more meaning in their lives because they're sharing themselves on a deeper level. And uh, this is so much of what the game is about and what we're so about here at A Better World. So that's why we love bringing you these kinds of shows. I want to just step back from the particular content of this wonderful particular project just to look systemically at incarceration. You know, the the formal type of incarceration that uh, has been discussed here today. When we look at a world map of uh, incarceration, what we see is that right now in America, there are almost two and a half million people living behind bars 
It's the highest number in the world. It's almost, not quite, but almost 1% of all Americans are in prison. And this is just a, a fact, a statistical fact that is enough to make us all shiver and especially when brought in light of the the globe we see that more than china more than russia more than mexico more than any other country more than iran the united states is the leader in imprisonment now the united states also prides itself on being the freest nation in the world, the most democratic nation in the world. Well, how does that all add up? How do we make sense of this stark, startling contrast between the statistics and the numbers, the sheer numbers per capita of people behind bars, and this notion that we have of being the freest. There's something that doesn't add up. Add to that the layer of privatization that some of the largest corporations these days in the United States, one of the fastest growing sectors, is the prison business. Now, since when did being... Uh, running a prison become a business and an enterprise where the more beds you fill up, the more you are paid. Well, that completely skews and biases the entire idea of an impartial judicial system because there's an inherent bias toward making money and being profitable. Therefore, you need to have more prisoners to do so, which means that you have to be, by definition, bending justice, or your companies will go out of business unless they're diversified, and we can't make that assumption. But dollar to dollar, an investment in the corporations running the prison system, if you are an investor or a shareholder, you need to have those beds filled. And therefore, there are decisions being made at every level of the judicial system, of every level of court, that are unjust by definition. And we have the example in Pennsylvania of judges being paid by the correctional facilities, by the private uh, juvenile delinquent centers, large sums of money to send people to their centers. So these judges were making the most irresponsible kinds of decisions and taking 12-year-olds through 18-year-olds who had a fight with their parents or raised their voice or did some kind of very adolescent 
type of behavior that we have all done in our lives, everyone, including the judges, and for that they were being locked up. And this has led to some suicides among these kids, and they are kids. It's enough to make you cry at the injustice inherent in the justice system. And we as a nation, we as a people, as a citizenry, must take a very good, long, hard look at what we are allowing to happen in our name, both here at home, a country that prides itself on its good human and civil rights and criticizes others blanketly uh, for not standing up and upholding certain civil human rights when we are violators right here in our own backyards and not mild violators, but serious offenders of human rights and of justice. It's very, very heartbreaking. It's uh, very disconcerting for anyone who has real feel for integrity and justice for all. It's heartbreaking. And what we're seeing across this nation as well, specifically to Afro-Americans, to our people of color, is disgraceful. I don't know really what is behind it, but the systemic racism and this thought that uh, people of color can be singled out for this kind of abuse is is insane. And it is going on every single day in the name of law enforcement and justice where we see dwindling justice. And thankfully, there are organizations across our country that are doing wonderful things to uphold the integrity of justice and the ideals of justice. And they are, of course, the ACLU and Amnesty International and the Innocence Project and uh, the Marshall Project and uh, there are the Legal Action Project. There are, uh, uh, what is it, Justice Leadership USA, Glenn Martin, there are, who was, as I understand, a former prisoner who was so appalled by the injustice taking place inside prison between prisoners, between prisoners and guards, between prisoners, guards, and administration. At every level, there is abuse, disrespect, and lawlessness. And that is happening in the United States of America every day, all day long, everywhere, in the most highly incarcerated per capita country in the world. And it's time to bring this to the public forum, to be made part of every political uh, election cycle, for it to be discussed and for us to completely 
change and transform and upgrade the culture and the subculture. The overall culture which allows this kind of madness and sickness or for prisons to be a place for the mentally ill, which has happened. And one could argue that all uh, all breakage of laws and the like or unethical violent behavior is a form of mental illness. As I was saying before regarding uh, the Native American and other indigenous perspectives that to hurt anyone is to really be perpetuating uh, a level of mental illness that and as one raises oneself in the ranks of wisdom and understanding and compassion that is intrinsic to the practice of yoga I mean all the limbs of yoga then one sees all the more the the silliness, if you will, of hurting other people because one recognizes that one is actually ultimately hurting oneself, that we are all one. But short of being at that level of deep heart understanding, there is so much that we can do to improve the quality of lives, to improve the food uh, one very simple thing is that it sounds so funny, but uh, it has been proven scientifically that without having the right amount of essential fatty acids, the neurons are not being properly sheathed, and that creates more irritation in the nervous system, which has been proven to lead to increased violence. And when, inversely, uh, the proper amount of essential fatty acids are introduced to the diet, violence decreases. This is actually very old, multi- decades old research. This is not new. So why aren't these scientific understandings brought to bear in our systems? What is going on that the people who are administrating aren't really making use of the highest levels of psychology, of nutrition, of awareness, of spiritual teachings? Well, because there's a lot of confusion about why people are in jail and should they be punished, the subject I raised earlier, or should they be rehabilitated? I would say that there's a lower part of ourselves that want to see people punished. And all of us have that inside of ourselves. We want to see people get their just desserts. We want to see them get their due punishment. But upon further and deeper reflection, is that really what we want? More deeply, don't we want a society that really works where everyone can experience joy and happiness and well-being and that we don't have people beating up on each other, anyone of any color, race, or creed, but that we all really, you know, as Rodney King said, uh, can't we all get along? You know, maybe that is hopelessly naive, okay? Maybe it is. But what if it isn't? What if we could really bring, if we were to persist and persevere, the intelligence of data that we have collected for thousands of years in ancient sacred texts, 
in modern psychological texts, in science, in nutrition, in our understanding of neurophysiology, of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, of altering brain states, all of it. What if we were to bring this to bear in our prison system and we could rehabilitate for a fraction of the cost so many of these people who have, no kidding, created and have have committed horrific, horrific acts. You know, this is not making believe. I'm just saying. We can bring the light of science and the light of ancient wisdom to bear if we have the will to do so and change things around for the good of all people. The possibilities truly are here. They are within our grasp. And that's what this show, called A Better World, is committed to. It really is. It doesn't matter where you are from. It doesn't matter the culture, the nation, the mother, the father, the race, the creed. It doesn't matter. God made sure we all had lots of beautifully colored, different shaped flowers in this garden. And let's enjoy the diversity. That's what keeps our species going. And that's how we need to be thinking on the level of species that we keep creating and sustaining. So on that note, I want to just say thank you so much for joining me here today and Srinivasan and Mahadev, who are just wonderful, wonderful yogis and teachers and instructors and people I have had the good fortune and privilege and honor to know for many, many years. And Shivananda Yoga Ashram, for one, is doing extraordinary work in bringing uh, earth-friendly, eco-sensitive, always humanitarian values and practices to the foreground. It's really cutting edge, and I love being associated with them. They are part of my family, and I am part of theirs. So I, I wish them the best as they continue on in their powerful pathway of reshaping thinking and reshaping the lives of people through the Shivananda Yoga practices. I want to remind you all also that A Better World is now happily a 501c3. We're a nonprofit, and we so happily accept donations from near and far of any size. It all helps us stay alive and stay sustainable. So to the extent that you can participate in the prison project and helping them and helping us, it is truly deeply appreciated. And your attention and sharing this show and the link with our, your friends joining us and our community here at A Better World by receiving our free weekly newsletter, become part of the fun. Become part of the solution. Join us here again, abetterworld.tv and my work, mitchellrabin.com, my consulting, creative consulting work, stress management that I do with people and corporations, businesses for many decades. I am available as well for consultations. Just feel free to contact. I also last appreciate your comments, your feedback, commentaries. If you would, write to MJR 
at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.